welcome to Lunch Hour with Kevin Harvey. And so today um, we're going to be talking about Kevin's ministry, his life. He's been in Next Gen Ministry for 16 years. So this guy is like a hero of mine. Uh, seven years in his current um, extreme uh, J High ministry at New Life Church in Oxnard. So the first thing I wanted to do, to do is just ask uh, Kevin uh, a little bit about himself. So Kevin, if you can just share a little bit about you, some of your background, your family, some, some of your ministry. Go for it. Yeah. Would it be okay if we just open up in prayer real quick? Oh, please. Okay, cool. Thank you, God, just for this time. And I just pray that, Holy Spirit, that you would guide our conversation, all of our questions and answers and all that. We lift this time up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So my background is basically, I mean, I grew up in the church. Um, Presbyterian was our denomination. And I went to Forest Homes Christian Conference Center in the San Bernardino Mountains when I was uh, about seven years old. Uh, I remember going to, their camp was called Indian Village. That was their elementary camp. And I just remember being outside. It was summertime and we're outside with our, our group leader and we're in a circle sitting down. And he said, you know, does, he, he gave us the gospel message and he said, does anybody want to surrender their life to Jesus? And I just remember contemplating that question and, and understanding what that meant, that I was being asked if I wanted to surrender my will to God's will for my life and what that might mean, you know, maybe it, 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 he might ask me to do something I don't want to do. But I, that was my moment when I, I gave my life over, over to God and uh, through Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross. And so that was my, that was the beginning of, of my walk with, with Jesus. Uh, in high school, that kind of changed because I found that I found my identity and purpose through sports because my, we were too short for basketball, too small for football. So my twin brother and I, we signed up for wrestling and uh, we were really good at it. And so I began, I didn't attend youth group really um, uh, through my high school season. And so uh, it came a point where I had two major knee reconstructions and, uh, and also a very painful uh, relationship ending, which God used all those to get my attention. So right out of college, basically, is when I, I kind of re-came back to that surrendering my will to God's will for my life. And so ever since then, it's just been an awesome, awesome road with him and finding my purpose and my self-worth through, through serving him. Um, yeah, so that's my background anyway. Awesome. So can you give us a little bit about your family, a little of your ministry? Like I said, you've been at New Life, I think it was 16 years now you've been at yeah. New Life. Yeah. Um, and seven years as the J High pastor. So can you give us a little bit of uh, background on, on that? Yeah, so my wife and I, um, we're going to be celebrating our 20th anniversary next month, and we, we met at a, a different church, but we came to New Life Community Church uh, about 16 years ago, 17 years ago maybe, because uh, we just, the, you know, Jesus Christ was being preached by our awesome senior pastor, Steve Abraham, and so when we started attending, I started to serve in children's ministry. And I was, you know, I was in a, a, a real estate career at the time, but I was volunteering my time. And in fact, I remember going to Camp Cedar Crest as a, a kid's 
you know, camp leader. And it was that, it was that uh, one of those weekends where the Holy Spirit really impressed upon me that he wanted me to go into vocational ministry. So on the bus ride on the way back, I was talking to our, our CM director, Debbie Lahey, and I said, Debbie, I, I, this weekend, like, God just impressed upon me, like, I'm supposed to go into vocational ministry. And, and she says, well, that, that's interesting because I felt like this weekend I was supposed to go back into public school teaching. So, so basically we, um, we switched roles. I mean, I took her position that started uh, my vocational ministry at new life. And, and then that led into getting pastorized and, and becoming the junior high pastor. And, and so for the last seven years, we, my wife and I have been pastoring the junior hires. That's awesome. And so it's, it's extreme youth. And you said you, you have about 80 to 90 kids that show up every week, um, which I think that might be the largest middle school ministry. Uh, we're one of the largest in our district. So dude, I just want to give you a shout out. Um, that's awesome. Uh, seven years of ministry is amazing. And uh, again, you are truly, I'm not just saying this because you're a friend of mine. You're one of my heroes um, for sticking in there for seven years. Because um, we all know in Next Gen Ministry, probably the biggest key is consistency and just being there for the students. And so um, you're an, an amazing example of that, Kevin. So just appreciate you, man. Um, we're going to go into some of your best practices or some of the things that are working best in your ministry right now. Um, we were having a conversation about your worship ministry and how that's kind of taking off, but it happened with a challenge. Can you kind of explain that a little bit about your worship nights um, for youth group and, and how you combined with actually young adults and middle school and yeah. high school together. So yeah. share a little bit yeah. about that. Yeah, so we, the three groups, junior high, high school, and young adults, we all do ministry on Wednesday nights. And so in the beginning, we, were, we all had our separate worship. You know, actually we were all separated at one time. And so, you know, I would have a, a, a worship team, you know, high school would have their worship team, et cetera. So anyway, we got to a point where we realized, you know, we could, do two things we could do intergenerational ministry time as well as taking our resources and utilizing them to the best ability that we can by combining all three groups for worship so we do that three three nights a, a month um, three wednesdays a month we combine and it's amazing because we have we have such an amazing worship team and a, a deep pool of talented young young men and women on our worship team and so, um, so it's the, and we, we have an amazing sanctuary where we meet for worship. We have a high quality, you know, sound system and lighting, and it is just an experience that is just incredible. And I, a lot of these kids have no idea, you know, how good it is. Um, uh, so, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's how we develop right now into the, the worship that we have now. And that's just, so that's just one of our strengths is just high quality worship by combining and having intergenerational worship at the same time. I guess one of the practical questions for that, that I want to ask is um, how do you make sure that no, like, I guess young adult guy is creeping on a junior high girl. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest concerns people have with intergenerational ministry and meeting together, if that makes sure. sense. So what are some of the things that you guys have been doing to, to so, make sure that doesn't happen? So a really simple practical thing that we do is we, we sit in our own sections in the sanctuary and then we're, you know, we release, um, uh, well, we, we exit different locations from the sanctuary as well, pretty much. So we all go to our respective places. 
So that makes it easy. And then I have enough leaders uh, that, you know, after youth group, you know, they're hanging out. We've got security that's involved on Wednesday nights. And we just try to do the best that we can. Um, you know, I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be a relational mix, but we do what we can. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I think that conversation of using your resources and, and looking around and going, man, we have three different worship teams at one time. Why don't we combine it into one awesome worship team? It's right. smart. And that's something for all of us in next gen ministry to think about what are the resources we have, the leaders we have, how can we best use them? And man, if we're doing all these things on separate nights, there, and there could be value with that if you have the leaders and the resources and, and the vision for that. But most people I know struggle finding a worship team for youth group. Most people I know find, struggle finding the, the resources to do all of these ministries at the same time. So I really love that example of what you guys um, are setting. And I think it's, a, it's, good, it's good for us to think about. Um, a couple other things that you put on here is uh, some best practices, your small groups. And I love this statement you put on here. This is where our youth leaders become youth pastors. So can you unpack how you empower your small groups? And I mean, again, having 90 kids a week, I'm sure you have to really empower your leaders. So how, how are you doing that? Yeah, so, so we'll do worship. We'll do, typically we'll do worship, then we'll do games, and then we'll, we'll do, I'll do a large group teaching. After my large group teaching, we'll dismiss the kids into gender and grade groups. So we'll have sixth grade girls, we'll have sixth grade boys, we'll have seventh grade girls, et cetera, into their respective groups. And we'll have one to two adult leaders with each group. And that is where the relationships, you know, grow deeper. I mean, I, I obviously I, I can't have a, a deep, intimate relationship, uh, uh, you know, emotionally intimate relationship with with these, uh, you know, 100 kids. I mean, we had 92 kids last night, and and I still don't, you know, it, it's still really hard just to get to know their names, let alone get to know them. So, so the, it's great having um, female adult leaders with uh, with girls and and the male leaders with with the boys, and and just being able to talk on a different level, get to know the kids relationally over over time, and to a point where the kids can trust those leaders. Uh, because they have that relationship that they don't have with their youth pastor, just simply because our group is so big. Nice, nice. And the last thing you put on here was um, youth-driven growth. And that kind of goes into the question I kind of want to combine for the next question I want to ask you. Uh, what creative things are you doing to adapt to youth pop culture? And um, I know I'm skipping down a little bit on you, Kevin, in your notes. And I'm going to post these notes in a little bit um, no on here so you guys can see these. Um, but uh, you talk about new students and you talk about student growth and making sure there's opportunity for students to hear the gospel and have a call to follow Jesus. So I, I feel like those two kind of combine and go in. So um, I guess my question would be, um, how are you every week uh, giving an opportunity for kids to, to come to Jesus and, and, uh, yeah. and, how, and explain a little bit, the best growth is student growth, uh, naturally them asking their friends. Yeah, so we have closed campuses um, in our school district. So really, I mean, the best advertising that we can do for bringing kids to youth groups so they can hear the gospel message is by just other youth, you know, inviting their friends. So we really push that, like we'll do competitions, you know, you know, we'll have a first time friend competition, say for a month, whoever brings the most, what we call first time friends, who have never been to youth group before, um, 
we give out a, a, an awesome prize, you know, or, or we'll do something like that. Um, we have three to four to five new students every Wednesday. So we're kind of presented with a challenge, but yet an opportunity at the same time. And that is, what do we do with these kids that, that are here for the first time, but they may not come back next week? Um, because they're invited by a friend, they're not being brought here by a parent, they may not get here next week. So being sensitive to the Holy Spirit in, in when and how often to present the gospel message is really important. And so I try to, you know, my main students, like they understand that, hey, Pastor Kevin's doing an altar call again, not necessarily an altar call, but um, an opportunity to, you know, to receive um, Christ's forgiveness, etc. And so they'll understand that, oh, here he's going to, because they understand that this is something that we just do. Um, it's just necessary. And every student should have that opportunity. So just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit in that regard. Um, trying to think of what did you yeah, no, I, I think that's, yeah, no, I think that's good. And I mean, that's something that my dad, you know, my dad was a pastor and he, all, he would always say, hey, you know, the most important thing we can do every week is give students an opportunity to follow Jesus. And so make sure to give them an opportunity. And I love how you're being intentional with new students. And I yeah. feel like that's something that can kind of, especially we're so busy running service and, and trying to help yeah. uh, the students that are already there. And um, discipleship is so important, but man, yeah. every week, and you if, know, just making yeah, sure there's an opportunity. And if I could add in there too, I mean, in our small groups, there's opportunity too, because we'll, we'll have discussion questions that go off of the large group teaching, but we'll also give opportunities to the adult leaders to present the gospel and to do a, a salvation invitation as well in small groups. So how, you know, so, but we just, we're always pushing that. That's awesome. Well, cool. So one of the other things that you were bringing up in our conversation that I thought was good was the um, illustration of a jet ski versus scuba diving. And I thought this was interesting. I love illustration. So can you break down what you mean by that? And again, this is under what are the creative things you're doing to reach the pop youth culture today? Yeah, well, I mean, so we're in a, an amazing technological culture. And so, you know, what, how is that changing our youth group or our culture? I mean, and how are we, how are we making, um, how do we bring youth group into their, their world? And so, you know, with, with technology right now, it's, it, it's changed our brain's focus to a point where, where we're going from the imaginative to the informative. We're like, attention isn't necessarily necessary. Imagination isn't necessary, you know? And, and so we don't, so it's like, it's like scuba diving, for example, if you look like when you're reading, it's like scuba diving, your brain is, is, is in this narrowly slow paced environment and you're using imagination. And so, but like the internet, then, you know, it's like your environment is like jet skiing. Your brain is like skimming along the surface at fast speeds surrounded by all these distractions. So we're, we have to be intentional about how do we move quickly so, and, 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 and 
but also bring in a slower paced environment. So we do, we'll do like transitions quick. We'll do quick games. We'll, we'll do, we'll have creativity with lots of visuals. We'll use technology, but at the same time in, in small groups, that's when we slow the pace down and we get more creative and, and we allow them to, to just kind of slow down and, and, and concentrate, you know, maybe more narrowly. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I think the temptation for us is just to maybe go to one extreme or the other. And I think what I'm hearing you say is that you're trying to have specific times where um, you're having quick transitions and things like that, that stimulate the mind, but also trying to get them into small groups where they can critically think and use their imagination. So is like, how are you doing that? How are you in your group um, doing both effectively? Uh, how are we doing both? Okay, so um, for well, in some of the links that I'm going to be sharing with you guys, like we we use uh, DYM Ministries, Download Youth Ministries a lot for our games. So those are technology-driven games that you use on, you know, with ProPresenter, PowerPoint, etc. They're just they're you know a lot of video, um, you know, etc. Games that you can do with a large group using, you know, just your, your, your projector and your screen or, or what have you, your Apple TV, whatever. So, um, and, and, we, and we try to use things that are just fast paced, um, that their minds that are used to these distractions and so forth can just kind of jump into and, and, and yet we don't, you know, we just, so it's just going at a pace where, they're not going to be bored. I mean, just to make it simple, um, keep, you just get, we just got to keep it moving, keep it moving. And um, as far as, you know, slowing it down, well, you know, in small groups, that's when you're, you know, you're getting relational and you're, and you're actually contemplating and you're, and, and you're, and they're having to, you know, to not, they're having to think more narrowly and, and, and it's, um, what am I trying to say? It's, um, uh, their, their attention has to be focused, you know, and they have to, they're concentrating on, on their emotions, their feelings. Um, but yeah, so, but the large group, the games, et cetera, it's gotta be fast paced. You know, I, we, you've probably heard of Fortnite. So Fortnite is really popular. I probably wouldn't know, know what it was if I didn't have two boys, but youth group has to be, you have, you know, you, you want to bring the youth into, Christ's world into the spiritual, but yet you want to bring uh, youth group into the students' world. So Fortnite, for example, um, super pop popular video game. So I, I googled Fortnite um, font. I downloaded. I created a slide, and I grabbed a you know a picture from Fortnite, made this cool slide, and then created a game called Forkknife. You know where they had that you had two students. You had to eat food with the wrong end of a fork or a knife, you know, um, and whoever finished it first one, you know, and, and like, like kids like that because it was bringing youth group into their world. So they kind of appreciated that. So that's kind of using technology, but yet I don't let the games go on for like an, you know, 20 minutes a game, whatever. You got to keep that fast pace. So creativity, yeah. technology, keep it going, keep it moving. But, and then in small groups, you can get more intentional. 
Yeah, no, that's good. And I had a youth pastor um, once tell me, when, actually, when I was a youth, he goes, you know, Ashton, um, look at, at the youth group right now. And I looked at the youth group and he goes, hey, um, 80% of these kids are probably going to fall away from Jesus one day. But he said, my goal right now is to make youth group the most fun and safe place on the planet. I want the kids to have the time of their lives here. I want them to know that when they were in church, when they were in the presence of God, that was the best time of their lives. And so I think for all of us, you know, talking about the fast paced things and games, it's important to keep youth group fun. <laughs> God uses fun and he connects people, um, and, you know, powerfully through that. Um, and, and, and again, my, of course, none of us hope that our students will fall away from the Lord, but he said, but here's the cool thing is that when we plant those seeds in their lives yeah. and they'll look back on their life and they'll remember, man, it was in youth group. That's where I felt the most fulfilled. That's where I had the most fun. That's where it was a safe place for me. Um, and so, um, so moving on here, I, I don't want to take too much of your encouragement, um, but can you share a little bit of encouragement with us? Because all of us here are in Next Gen Ministry. Um, we're all, and by the way, someone just said on our chat, totally stealing Fork Knife, because that's a great game. Um, but all of us here are in uh, you know, uh, youth ministry, kids ministry, young adults ministry. Can you give us a little encouragement, something that you've been praying about? I know you've been preparing something, so go ahead and share that. Yeah, well, real quick, just to piggyback on what you ended with, one of the cool things about Jay High is the kids, they, they do, they love to have fun, you know, and um, not just out there impressionable, but you, you can just have so much fun with them. So games are super important. And, and you, one of my pet peeves is just like the church in general, as in the church, capital C church is just, you know, boringness. You know, if Sunday school is boring, I mean, come on, you know, we got to make it fun. We got to make it exciting. And I think our church does a great job of doing that. Um, encouragement. <clears throat> so this morning, I, my wife knows I, I didn't get any sleep last night. It was one of those nights. And uh, so when I, I get up, I, I go into the, into the bathroom and, and on the counter is this note. And, and it says, use this. And I look at this little bottle that's next to the note, and it's like this eye cream to take away puffy eyes. And, and she, she writes this note, and she leaves it while she's getting the kids ready for school, you know. And, and so here she is, you know, she's trying to navigate through her day, but yet she's, she's also help, trying to help me as well. And, it, and it's kind of like what, what you youth leaders are doing. You're, you're navigating through your life, but yet with the love that that God's put in your heart, you're also trying to help these students navigate through their lives. And God sees that and God loves that. And, uh, and the other thing I wanted to say was, well, a, a, another story is just that at Easter, I was transporting some wood chips from my backyard to my front yard. And uh, as I, I had my pitchfork and I dropped some into my, my wheelbarrow, something like plopped into my wheelbarrow. I was like, what, what was that? And it looked like a mouse, but it turns out it was a, a baby bunny. So I, I texted my wife and she brought the kids out. And here we have this, this little uh, baby bunny, probably like a few days old, its eyes were still closed. And, and so my wife, you know, she's like, well, let's, let's take care of it. Let's, I couldn't put it back. The nest was destroyed. So we had to either let it die or take care of it. Right. So so she like researches how to, you know, what do we do? And she had to go to the, the pet store. She had to get 
this like, you know, kitten, kitten formula stuff, you know, and it's like a milky substance. And could you, and, and so we had to, we had to actually like with an eyedropper feed this little bunny with this stuff. And it, and you can't just give it regular food because it doesn't have bacteria in, in its stomach. So you have to like give it probiotics and, and wean it to a place where, where you can finally give it regular, like, you know, food, plants, and cetera, and then let it go. So in this, in, I mean, if, if we found an adult bunny with a, a broke, you know, hurt leg or whatever, we would put it in a cage and we would throw some food in, you know, we'd grab some plants from the yard and throw it in there, some weeds or grass, whatever, or carrots or whatever. And it would be fine, but but uh, this this little baby bunny is completely fragile, you know. And and so, in in the same way, our students, our junior hires, uh, they're they're God's fragile creatures, you know. And they're and so he doesn't. So the, the the cool thing is that he's chosen you to take his fragile creatures and you know and give them give them milk uh, until they can eat solid food he's he, he's chosen you to care for them and he, he wouldn't just choose anybody um but he's he's chosen you and and that's that's a, a big responsibility and but it's also a high calling that he's he's found you uh capable of of doing that that's my encouragement to you guys Awesome. Thank, thanks, Kevin, for sharing that. Um, last thing we want to go over, um, and then we'll tie it all together, are just your resources. So can you go through those real quick? Um, if you look on the PDF, also I'll post these online, the resources. So if you just want to go through these real quick, the things that you're using um, that maybe uh, other leaders here can, can use as well. All right. So DYM, Download Youth Ministries, has um, downloadable games. They also have um, leader encouragements and things like that. But one of the, the, pretty much the main resource I use them for is downloadable games. Uh, awesome resource. You've got to use them. Um, if you have a large group, especially, because you can do a lot of stage games with that. I mean, uh, excuse me, large group games with that. Well, even stage games too. Uh, we did a stage game last night, 92 kids. We did a stage game using um, one of their downloadable uh, game videos. Uh, Pro Presenter. So I went from PowerPoint to uh, uh, to Keynote to Pro Presenter. And if you can get Pro Presenter, if you don't have it already, it's an awesome way to uh, to run everything. Um, so I mean, I might run, I might use um, Spotify for my for my songs, like during games and things like that. But Pro Presenter will run all my slides, etc. You can also have an you put an app on your iPad or your iPhone in which you can control your slides. With ProPresenter, so it's a great resource. Um, you know, so you can do that. You could be running your your teaching while someone's running the sound booth, you know, running the lights, etc. Planning Center, we use that for all of our our run sheets. Uh, Song Select for our worship needs. GroupMe app. Um, that's basically just for connecting leaders. So I'll send all of our run sheets. Uh, I'll, I'll send our small group discussion questions as a JPEG to you know, over group me just so everybody gets it. And, you know, I know that it's kind of a hassle, like having everybody like uh, in a group responding like into to individuals when you don't really need to. But if I want to like text somebody individually, I'll do that just through, just through texting. But 
but GroupMe is great for me for just getting out to all my leaders. This is what we're doing tonight. Um, SparkPost app is great for creating graphics uh, and for announcements and flyers. So you can create, you can, you can, they have templates and you can create like a, a, a picture, a high quality um, uh, event, flyer, postcard, what have you. Also, they have an option for video, so it can kind of be, you can have a little bit of a motion going on, and then you can save that. You can download it. You, you can do it. I do it off my phone. So I use my iPhone for everything. I download, I, I download flyers. I create them on my iPhone. So SparkPost is a great app. RockRMS.com is, is our software that our church uses for our database. Uh, expensive, but uh, super awesome for us. That's how I text blast all my kids. I don't use MailChimp. Um, I text blast them through that. They, they can respond to me individually, and then I can respond to them individually as well uh, from their response. So it works out great. I, also, you can um, predate when you want your text to go out or your emails. So I'll email and text our group uh, one time a week all of our parents and, and all the kids I have in our database. Um, and then last resource, if you haven't already read it, A Purpose Driven Youth Ministry by, by Doug Fields is an incredible resource. Awesome, man. Thanks for sharing all those. I just posted some of the stuff here um, in our chats and also posted online so you can get the links uh, to some of those. Um, we did ask a poll question, but I don't know if anybody answered, <laughs> so it's okay. But the last thing I wanted to bring up um, is uh, just middle school ministry in general, and then we'll go into a time of prayer um, in our groups. Um, but middle school, Kevin, what last question I'll ask you, what's the difference between uh, middle school and high school ministry? And um, I, I know, you know, for you being seven years so far in middle school ministry, having a huge heart for that. I'm sure you have some good observations of what the difference is and also the importance of middle school ministry. Well, yeah. So in junior high, you know, the, the kids are coming into a place of better place of understanding abstract thinking. At the same time, they still want to have fun. I mean, eighth grade, you know, they're getting too cool for school, but sixth, seventh grade, most of the time, the eighth graders, they, they still love to have fun. They're, they're super impressionable. You know, like I'm old, right? But they don't care. Um, and, and, and so, you know, just a great opportunity to, to love on them and, and to uh, just stimulate their, their thinking. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they're so they're so impressionable. They're just a, they're just a they're a palette waiting to be colored, and you have this opportunity to to help them choose colors and to help you know help them paint the palette you know paint the canvas. Um, so, it, it, yeah, that's good. Yeah, someone said um, it's really easy to see the difference. You can look at, for instance, a, a group of junior high girls, and they'll all look the same because they're all trying to dress the same. And then you look at like then high school girls or other other groups and, and they're all trying to look different. And so they said, um, I was an article I was reading that junior high ministry is they, they imitate, like you were saying, um, but high school ministry is more about them being independent, finding their calling, 
their individual gifts, um, their yeah. uh, specific purpose in life, if that makes sense. And so I felt like that was a good, um, a good uh, illustration, the imitators versus uh, independent. Um, yeah. And then the last thing I want to mention is the four to 14 window. And I'm sure you guys have all heard of the four to 14 window, but um, from the ages of four to 14, I believe it's either 80% or 90% of students accept Christ in America. So like, and, and well, actually even this, that's, that's when they accept Christ in the totality of their life. So only like 15 to 10% of people will actually accept Jesus past the age of 14 in the United States. Um, and so the four to 14 window, middle school, kids ministry and middle school ministry, that is so important. And, and even in my own life, I accepted Jesus in that time. I don't know about you, if that was when you first, you know, were, you know, made that, that commitment to Christ. Um, I, again, maybe all of us had our time where we walked away from God at some point. Um, but that was when that seed was planted. And so yeah. there's such an importance to the 14, uh, four to 14 window. Um, do, you, do you have any comments on that, Kevin? Yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of want to add, um, in, I mean, I just mentioned how, you know, the kids are so impressionable. They like to have fun, et cetera. But I just want to touch on maybe a couple of frustrations about junior high that um, some <laughs> youth pastors and youth leaders may have. And, 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 you know, at that age, I mean, they, I mean, approval by their peers is everything. And, but not only that is socially, they're getting to a place where they, they, they actually need to talk. And one of our frustrations is, and a large group is, is kids that are going to be, you know, talking and, you know, disrespectful while you're teaching, et cetera. And just, just to point out that, just to remember that students, that junior hires, they, they need to, they need to talk, they need to socialize. And so you give, give them that opportunity. Um, it, you know, it, we don't want to make youth group like school. You know, we don't want it to be boring. For example, when you teach storytell, because if you can master storytelling, you'll be a great, you'll be a great teacher. Um, but give them, give them time to talk. That's another reason why we do small groups, but also with the kids that are, are frustrating you if they are before youth group even starts you know try to come alongside that that person um give them a side hug if they're able to accept physical affection um just connect with them ask them how their day was and and you'll see how their attitude will change and they won't need that negative attention as much after youth group is also a great time for leaders to connect i mean yeah, there's a lot of things that have to be cleaned up and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, take advantage of the time that you have to connect with those, especially the problem kids, because they're just the ones that need more love. They're just the ones that come from more broken families. I mean, we have, you know, we all know that right now in our culture in junior high, they're talking about suicide all the time. I mean, kids in general, um, they're talking about their gender. I mean, it's just, it's a crazy culture. It's like when I was a kid, you know, we would never consider like being bisexual. Um, and so it's, but, but they're thinking, you know, so, um, and then suicide, you know, I don't even know, I don't even remember it really being mentioned when I was a kid. So, but it's common, it's just common jargon now. So these kids are coming from a broken place and they just need all the love that they can get. Yeah. 
That's good. Hey, well, um, can we all say thank you to Kevin? Thank you, Kevin, for putting all this together, for um, putting 16 years of next-gen ministry and being faithful. Um, you're amazing. So thanks for that. What we're going to do to close out today, um, if, if you have any questions, if anybody has any questions, uh, go ahead and ask them now or type them up. If you don't have questions, then we'll go into a time of uh, going into breakout rooms where you get to meet somebody and pray with somebody, uh, basically just get their prayer request. So does anybody have any questions to ask Kevin before we go into breakouts? Go ahead, Fernando. Hey, Kevin. Good to hear you, man. Great talk, bro. Thank you for sharing. Can you hear me? Yeah, thanks, Fernando. Awesome. Hey, I just had a couple of questions. I think these are just more practical stuff. And just given the, the size of your group, um, I know you mentioned small groups a lot in the beginning and just uh, I like the, the gender and grade um, breakups that you do at the end, which I think is super important. I like that how you equip your leaders to be youth pastors. Uh, my question is, given the small groups, do you guys have small groups outside of Wednesday nights? Um, if so, how do you do those? Like, how do you do those, um, small groups and what is your, so that's the first like little question. And then the second one would be like, how do you follow up with, with those kids? Do you have a system in play to follow up with kids given such yeah. a large group? So, um, administratively I'm, I'm very challenged. Um, so, uh, first question we i would encourage my leaders so to because they're building their the relation the deeper relationships with their kids so i i encourage them to do outside of youth activities together with the parents uh you know approval permission so like my eighth grade girls might go and they might meet for you know they might go somewhere and, and where there's food involved and, and hang out and chill whatever um we had some leaders that did a just a eighth grade boys and girls you know once a once a month friday night kind of get together and that was that that works so you know and then plus there's the events outside of youth group where where we can bond and, and build relationships but I, I would encourage your your leaders to do that of course depending on your size i mean um but yeah do something like that uh follow up so every new kid um so after youth group wednesday night i'll I'll go back to my office and I'll handwrite them a postcard saying, so, so great. You were able to hang with us you know, last Wednesday night, have a great weekend. You know, I'm not, I'm not pushing them to come back. I'm just saying, Hey, it was really nice to have you with us. Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, so we'll look at our attendance. I have in, um, so for every small group, we have a, I, I have a small group basket for each leader in that basket. I'll have a, a sticky pad. They can write notes on a pen. Um, maybe some, you know, I'll have some candy that they can give out to the kids, just a little bit of something just, you know, um, and in that basket as well are some cards, some postcards that say, Hey, we miss you. So that if they're doing their small group and they realize, Oh wait, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't seen Janessa in a, in a while. Um, if they can, they can write that person's name down and, little, and do a little note for that person they can put it back in the basket. I'll take that postcard. I'll put their address on it, stamp it and send it. Awesome. So that's what I'm encouraging my leaders to do. Um, so that way, you know, we're not, we're not overlooking the kids that haven't been for for a while, but also you can use your, you know, your database attendance as well. Awesome. That's, that's my biggest challenge though, administratively is, yeah. is following up. And yeah. even with birthdays and things like that, you know, you want to send out a card, but man, it's like, 
it's crazy. I mean, we have <laughs> 200 kids in our database. Yeah. It gets tricky. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, great. Um, one thing else I wanted to shout out this weekend is GC conference. The second time, uh, the second annual that you've done or second time you've done it. Um, you had what, 400 kids last year come and you're expecting around 500 kids this year. Can you give us a little wow. shout out what that That's is? Awesome. Uh, cause you guys are doing something incredible this weekend. So, so yeah, intergenerational conference. I mean, with you got junior high, high school and young adults. And so we've got, we've got awesome worship plan. We've got, you know, dessert Friday night. We've got lunch on Saturday. It's a two day conference, Friday and Saturday. We've got, um, a special lunch for youth pastors or youth leaders, the leaders that are bringing the kids, uh, just to do like a tri-tip lunch together. So we can do a kind of a pastor hangout you know, youth pastor hangout, whatever youth leader hangout. We got Nick Vujicek come in Friday night. Um, we've got Shane Jackson Saturday, and we got Daniel Fernandez speaking Saturday, the last session. So it's a three-session conference. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Cool. Yeah. So definitely a shout out on that. If, if you have time, you can come on Saturday. I think is it 30 or 40 bucks at the door, Kevin? So um, it's, yeah, yeah. So it's four, it's going to be uh, 40 at the door, but, um, Friday night doors open at six conference starts at seven and then Saturday okay. we'll, we'll start back up. Okay, perfect. So um, if you guys, I know it's probably late in the game if you're not going yet with your group, but maybe on Saturday, you know, grab a leader or a student. Um, I'll be there on Saturday myself um, to come and support you. So, um,